Hello, welcome to the One Eye On podcast. My name is Annette J. Beveridge and I'm a journalist, author and dedicated conservationist. I have long thought that here in the UK, we are animal lovers, certainly in contrast to other countries. So why then do we cull badgers? It's both cruel and costly. Now, the badger cull started about nine years ago. Uh, It started off in Gloucestershire and Somerset, but then expanded to cover much of the west and southwest of England. Now, during those nine years, approximately 140,000 badgers have been slaughtered. It's, it's staggering every time I see the figures about the, the number of badgers that have been killed. It, I just find it unforgivable. But it also cost around £60 million. Now, I don't know about you, but I believe £60 million could have really been put to good use. And a badger cult is just not necessary Now, I'm an animal lover through and through, and I care deeply about the welfare of animals here in the UK and around the world, and I campaign as much as I can to protect wildlife and to bring it in, you know, to bring to light those environmental issues. And I'm not alone doing that. There are many people who are fighting to protect animals, and in this case, protecting badgers. But if this cull continues more than a quarter of a million badgers could be killed. Now, here's the crazy thing. Badgers are protected. So how can this be happening? Licenses are issued by Natural England and there are designated zones where these slaughters can take place. The cull takes place outside of the breeding season and the aim was to reduce the badger population by a staggering 70% in four years and then there would be additional culls for an extra five years. So it started off Gloucester and Somerset and then the cull moved on to Dorset but from 2016 licenses were then given out more widely and by 2020 there were 54 zones where badgers could be killed. Now, for conservationists like myself, it is, it's just horrible to consider. But to all those scientists who have studied the data, there is no belief that killing badgers lead to a control of bovine tuberculosis in cattle. And scientists, has, scientists have considered this data very carefully. If we look at the origins of the badger cull, we have to turn the clock back to 1979. This was when a badger was found dead and it had bovine tuberculosis, tuberculosis, BTB. In the late 1990s, there was a randomised badger control trial in place. Think of it as a field experiment and and it covered about 30,000 square kilometres. And the independent scientific group found marginal declines in bovine tuberculosis levels in cattle as a result, but certainly not enough for the scientists to recommend culling as an actual policy. In fact, that group said, and I quote here, 
After careful consideration of all the randomised badger control trial and other data, including an economic assessment, we conclude that badger culling cannot meaningfully contribute to the future control of cattle TB in Britain. This report was published in 2007. Now, because the new government of 2010, the Conservatives, uh, they felt that there might be even a glimmer of benefit. So it meant that a badger cull could be a part of the strategy against BTB. Now, according to two new studies, there's been no significant decrease in the levels of BTB in cattle. So that supports an ongoing cull of badgers. The National Farmers Union has long been pro-badger cull uh, pro and they use figures from a small study which showed that the cull did reduce BTB in herds of cattle. But a vet's record in an official peer-reviewed journal for the British Veterinary Association, this study has been comprehensively carried out since 2013, looking at 30 cull areas, and can they considered over 200,000 herd tests, which revealed something interesting. BTB, both inside and out of cull areas, had pretty much declined at approximately the same rate over six years. In 2013, BTB was prevalent in 14% of herds within the culling areas. And outside of the culling areas, BTP was present in just over 12%. So, hmm, okay, let's fast forward to 2019, where the figures were 11% and also lower than 10% in the no-cull areas, respectively. So from this, you can see that there is little desire or, or there should be little need to kill these badgers. So if badgers really were the problem, spreading this bovine tuberculosis around, you would expect there to be a reduction in the disease within the coal zones, right? But what actually happened is that other measures were introduced alongside the cull by the government, which include, included improved biosecurity measures and stricter controls on how the cattle should be moved around the country. So it has to be said that some of the evidence pointing to a marginal connection with badgers and bovine TB in cattle was limited in its scope. Now, scientists on both sides of the argument seem to agree that to reduce bovine TB, it is not necessary to involve culling badgers. Rather, it would be better to establish a method so that the cattle can be vaccinated against the disease and also so that any cattle that is infected, you know, can be determined. Now, when I looked on the DEFRA site, it talks about the benefits of the badger control of the cull and the net reduction in the level of BTB uh, in cattle herds, both within and outside of the control areas. And it values the savings in disease control costs to farmers. So scientific evidence refutes all this. 
Any improvement is likely to be increased controls around cattle movement. But on the DEFRA site, it's all about costs and benefits of extending the current approach to a further 11 intensive culling areas and just talks about money, potential money saved rather than about animal cruelty, which surely is the real crux of the matter. Now, I make no apology for my disgust into government legislation on this. Granted, bovine TB is a complex subject, but there is plenty of evidence stating that badgers should not be slaughtered. Over 94% of bovine TB transmission in cattle occurs through cow to cow. So this to me suggests that solving this crisis in cattle means looking at cattle and finding a solution there. I find it absolutely horrifying that badgers have simply become a scapegoat for the strategy and a method of control that is just simply failing on every single level. So let's just talk about the actual cull itself. In 2020, about 80% or just under of badgers were culled by what's known as free shooting. And this is where contractors shoot the badgers at night from a distance and they use a high-powered rifle to do this. Now, this method has increased each year and will be the primary method. Now, the government's own independent expert panel um, formed to monitor the humaneness and efficacy of this method found that free shooting was actually inhumane because it takes the animals some time to die. In fact, it's known between 6% and 18% of the badgers that were shot took over five minutes to die from their bullet wounds and, of course, from the loss of blood and then subsequently from organ failure. Now, a number of recommendations were made by that independent expert panel to improve the humaneness, but amazingly, The panel was disbanded in 2014, perhaps to prevent any more suggestions as to the coal policy. So it seems incredible to me that so much bloodshed and cruelty has been allowed without actual scientific evidence. Now, I am not minimising the effect of bovine TB. But if badgers have not been actually proven to be the cause after all this time, And in fact, if there's a reduction of the disease in the no-cull areas, it really is more likely that cattle-to-cattle transmission is the issue. Now, fewer than 1% of the badgers killed are monitored for animal welfare purposes, which means there is no monitoring as to how long that the badgers are taking to die. But we do know that many are wounded and lost, but we don't know the level of suffering. Now, about a quarter of the land in England has coal zones with 61 areas, including Avon, Berkshire, Cheshire, Cornwall, Cumbria, Derbyshire, Devon, Dorset, Gloucestershire, Hampshire, Herefordshire, Leicestershire, Lincolnshire, Oxfordshire, Shropshire, Somerset, Staffordshire, Warwickshire, Wiltshire and Worcestershire. uh, Worcestershire. Now these figures are from 2021 but you can see that this cruelty is 
unnecessarily widespread. Now, if you're listening to this and you feel sickened by the fact that government in our so-called nature-loving country allows this cruel and disgusting cult to continue, this is likely to make it worse because the majority of the badgers culled were free from bovine TB, meaning they were not even tested to see if they were infected. And so the removal of these healthy badgers would have no impact on lowering BTB in cattle. Isn't that just shocking? With over 100,000 badgers killed between 2013 and 2019, only 900 were tested to see whether they had bovine TB. A post-mortem of those 900 badgers proved that fewer than 5% were actually found to have the disease to a degree where they could pose a risk of infecting either other badgers or cattle, of course. And when I looked a little bit more into this, I considered DEFRA's own test, which is the BTB skin test, which farmers in England have to use. And it is not particularly reliable. It detects between 50 and 81% of the disease in cattle, but that does mean infected cattle remain undetected. There is an improved form of testing, which can improve detection if it's combined with the skin test but not enough farmers seem to have had access to these methods. So it means that herds themselves become the cause of future cases. And unless that's addressed, this awful barbaric nonsense is going to continue. Now, I am upset by the fact that these beautiful animals, uh, they're just killed for no reason. But if you're not upset by this yet, let's consider the financial costs. This is estimated, but I believe that approximately £60 million of public funds has been used for training, administration, monitoring policy and legal defences. That's up to 2019, by the way. And you may not know this, but taxpayers in the UK pay 100% of the farmer's compensation bill. Now, in 2021, more than 70,000 herd tests were performed across Britain, which led to about 40,000 cattle being slaughtered. There were more than 3,500 new herd incidents of bovine TB, and almost 9% of cattle herds were in the west and southwest of England. Now, these are the high-risk areas and relevant to movement and trading. So the proposed cost to the taxpayer of BTB testing and compensation of farmers over a decade is reported to be more than £500 million. Wow, that's a lot. DEFRA and the government appear to be stubbornly sticking to their outdated thinking because they still state it helps to lower BTB rates. But there's no actual proof of this. All we do know is it is an inhumane and ineffective approach to the problem. 2022 was going to be the last year that new intensive coal licence would be issued. But that doesn't mean that thousands more badgers will not be culled because it will continue until 2026. 
Now, it is absolutely shameful that this cruel practice is is to continue, let alone, as DEFRA says, it will be value for money. I'm going to leave that with you. I want you to think about it and to consider your thoughts about the whole process. Do you think the cull should continue? Or do you think it should be stopped now on animal cruelty grounds? Okay, that's all for me. Until next week. Goodbye.